Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was their finest. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. You want to hear the new impression I've been working on? Yeah. This is my lacrosse accent. Hey! <laughs> hey, get, give me that stick! Give me that, I'm gonna get that ball! I'm, I... God, give me that lacrosse stick. I'm going to do that ball. You know, I'm like what? from the Northeast. You know, I'm like, give me that stick. That's like my impression of a lacrosse player. Ah, give me that stick. Interesting. Yeah, give me that stick. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to hit ball. You're right that it is kind of amorphously Northeastern. <laughs> hey. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's my impression of a lacrosse player. Because it's like, it's not really Bostonian. Yeah. It's not mid-Atlantic or anything like that. Okay, right? that's not. <laughs> not a New Yorker accent. Starting to feel like it's, it's uh, not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's also, it's not California. Yeah. It's got a little that's bit true. of, it's got a little bit of that stink on there. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, anyway. Uh, well, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about forest <laughs> ecosystems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was our episode on accents. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, so welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm, oh, we, were, we did do that yeah, part, yeah, didn't we? Yep. Okay, well, this week, guys, we're talking about beer part three. Beer! Right? Yes, yes. Um, you've joined us already for the process of making beer, the nuances between different styles of beer, but now we're going to talk about beer, past, present, and future. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yes, indeed. Fosters the whole way through. Oh, you switched accents. Yeah, I think people in Australia don't actually drink Fosters. No, they hate Fosters. Yeah, isn't that, it's just funny, right? Yeah. It's funny because you would hope that that would be the same with Coors and Bud. But it's not. No, people, people are crushing <laughs> Bud Lights. People are crushing yeah. <laughs> People are slamming that shit. It's 80 calories and a great beer? Yeah, no. Foster is like, a, it's Australian for piss or yeah. something like that, right? right I think right, that's right. what it is. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, so we're going to talk about the science that's kind of emerging around beer, kind of narrowing down on how we can use yeasts. And to kind of get into that, we're going to talk about the broader history of beer. What is our sexy relationship with yeast over historical time? Yeah, you did a great job, actually. That, that was a really good job. Ooh. All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. Ow. So guys, I know this is a, a visual format. Hopefully, we're gonna change that soon with some Petri just streams. Oh on, yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Petri streams on Twitch. Yeah. But I want you guys to know that recently, Sean dressed up as Johnny Depp in the Salvage ads uh -huh. for beer. Uh -huh. You guys should watch those and then imagine Sean as that. He's dressed as a sriracha bottle today. Yes. I only say that Sean's been looking real good recently. He's knocking out of the park with his outfits. Well, the sriracha bottle one, we can post up a picture of that. The Salvage yeah. Johnny Depp one, I think we're going to reserve a little bit. You guys got to wait. Until we're ready to drop that video. We have a video coming. And then we'll do a soft launch of the Sean Sauvage. And that's going to hard launch all our listeners, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, woo, yeah, we're going to blast off. We're going to blast off. a lot of tattoos. But then we're also going to slip in a pic of Nathan. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. in full pervert mode. That is a slippy one. Yes, and so <laughs> I'm, it's a little wet. I'm looking forward to that limp noodle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so let's get into a brief history of beer. Beer is one of those kind of cool Neolithic-y sort of things where it actually probably came up in a couple places or at some point in the last several thousand years, right? Yeah, so I've read something interesting that was suggesting that maybe people actually began kind of domesticating grains specifically for beer. Right, right. That like, you know, hunter-gatherer societies versus sedentary societies is maybe a dichotomy that doesn't really exist. Right, right, right. And that like a lot of people that were kind of in areas with plentiful wild grain were still able to use that grain for like flour and like to make... You know, right. different kinds of foods. Yeah. But that really, like, wanting to sit down and, like, get your grain right was, like, right. a beer thing. Yeah. Utterly believable, might I add. <laughs> That's, like, people applying common sense to prehistory. Yes, yes, exactly. you know? <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so this is, we're talking Fertile Crescenty, Jordan, Israel. Although I'm also seeing the notes, Tibet, famously part of Iraq. Right. <laughs> Well, so there is this interesting thing where, so sometime around 8,000 BCE, people in the Jordan-Israel area of the world seem to have domesticated barley. Yeah. And that maybe it spread from there everywhere else. Yeah. Barley being the primary grain in our modern beer. Right. right? But it kind of looks like some of the barley cultivars that exist in some places in Asia Mm -hmm. perhaps came from Tibet. Right. And either the domestication happened in... Jordan, Israel, spread to Tibet, and then did a lot of extra domestication there in Tibet before spreading. Or it was a separate domestication thing. Okay. Which, again, totally possible. Right. right? Because people be loving grains. Well, and I've been reading this kind of interesting book called The Dawn of Everything. Uh, In it, they talk about how there's some evidence to suggest a cosmopolitan Paleolithic culture. That people actually walked around a lot in our first 300,000 years and were hanging out all over kind of Eurasia and Africa. If that was the case, then you could imagine some group of bros walking over and are like, Hey, bro, Tibet bro, there's this crazy thing I tried in Turkey, bro. This Turk bro, like, gave me some fuck... Well, they didn't call it Turkey at the time because Turks hadn't invaded yet. Sure. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. whatever, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so there's a lot of ways you can imagine this spreading, right? O- yeah. Or having autonomous emergence. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And, you know, the I'm sure that people did grain swaps and stuff like that. Yeah. And then maybe there's the thing where, like... Back at Reed College, a lot of people did grain swaps. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, here's my quinoa. You know, uh, and they'd be like, oh, here's the lentil. Like after the Ren Faire or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, it's usually a seed swap. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's a dirty library. Excellent. Uh, so either way, not long after 8,000 BCE yeah. or perhaps around the same time as domestication, people were turning that stuff into beer to drink. Makes sense. Okay. So from around the time that we started having writing like 3000 BCE, we started having records of beer recipes. Now was this, uh, we know lagers are pretty recent. But ales have been around for some time, I guess. Like, are these, like, recognizable beers or ales? Or, like, are these totally different from what we have now? Well, I would say that they maybe wouldn't be all that different from some of the farmhouse-y, Saison-ish, especially ales that have a lot of fruit added in. Right, and And the wilder the yeasts are. Right. But the big important thing is that, like, ales, by the time ales become ales as we know it, we start to narrow down on yeasts. 
Uh, whereas back then we hadn't narrowed down on yeast, right? Right, right. So we had a lot of wild yeast going on. Right. And then probably the beers were also kind of sour, I'm guessing, because in a lot of cases they right. were just leaving it exposed right. to try to be able to get some kind of microorganisms in there to actually get things going. Mm. Early beer probably suffered from some drawbacks, right? For example, the yeast, ale yeast, Saccharomyces cerevisiae, it doesn't really like to naturally hang out on grains very much. Right. So just making a pure grain beer would not have really worked all that well. Right. And you could imagine, it's hard to imagine that people just knew how to make a mash. Like right. Just like immediately. Right, right. It probably took a little bit, especially in the form that we do it now, right? Yeah. With spreading a little bit of water on there, then yeah. drying, then well, doing the milling. And if you've read the Old Testament, you know that like someone would develop a mash... Assyrians come, kill them all. Right? <laughs> Someone else develops a mash. Flood! That's <laughs> right? what most of the Old Testament's about. We probably invented mash like fucking 27 <laughs> times. Right? It just kept getting obliterated and genocided. So, uh, yeah, the malt mash work steps of beer brewing were something that got kind of figured out over a very long right. period of time um, before it really got kind of refined. But before that, people were probably adding in sugars. Right. Right, because part of the whole point of the malt mash wort is to turn the starches in barley into easier carbs. Right. So let's throw in a little easier carbs just to get that shit kickstarted. Right. And happenstantially, there's some yeasts on there. Right. So like fruit juice was really popular to add in at the early stages of beer making. Yeah. And you could get that from uh, grape skins, for example, or, or grapes in general. I and mean, yeah. skins of grapes have a lot of yeast. I mean, it still is for some people, you know. I mean, it's not common in America, but wine... Is drunk in some parts of the world. Oh, you know, that's I've heard about juice. wine. That's interesting. Yeah. Did the, you learn that in Europe? Uh, no, I learned it on, on Petri dish. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, right. There, we did an episode. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there was a girl who came to the bar who was like, do you have apple cider? And I was like, get out! Get the <laughs> f*** out! But, um, but you know, that's, that's another fruit juice that's fermented. Yes, and apple ciders are actually very, very popular on the east coast of America. Right, much truer to the American tradition. Johnny yeah. Applecum, you know, like, yeah. he, he planted the whole world with his seed and made hard ciders. Yeah, fuck that guy, though. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with Johnny Appleseed? No, I like him. I'm just oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what has the woke left told you? Cancer culture gets Johnny uh, Appleseed. No, but in any case, yeah, so, so fruit juice, also honey, dates were a really good source of both sweetness and yeast on the skin. Dates, right, right, right. And sometimes the yeast source could actually be from sourdough bread. Right. So you could actually use the grains to make a bread, right? Okay. And then you could tear up that bread into pieces and kind of dunk that in to help make beer. From sure. Beer. The original French onion soup. Just like, <laughs> yeah. just, it gets kind of stinky. Yeah. In there. Um, so, you know, beer underwent a lot of changes through the years. And I mean, like, that's very clear from loggers on, but right. even from like 3000 BCE to 500 BCE. Right, types of beer proliferate. Right, and like if we just look at Babylon. Yeah. Right, they went from like nine different classes of beer to like 70 different types of beer over that, yeah. you know, couple thousand yeah. year period. Drive west from Nardark past <laughs> Earth. Oh, you're so clever. <laughs> Turn that Luton flute down. Wow, Nathan, you're so learned. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like it when you use your learnedness and mix it I with know, Steely Dan. My Steely Dan and, <laughs> and early Mesopotamia re-edition. That's beautiful. Yeah. For some reason, while we were eating all the potluck food today at work, uh, we suddenly started discussing Hall and Oates. Yeah. I think one of the older people was like talking about how they went to a Hall and Oates concert once. Yeah. And then it was just like, 
it was just a mess. From <laughs> because I was like, have you heard of this old band? It's like, oh, have you heard of this old band? It's like, oh man, what about Steely Dan? I was about to say, did you, did you Dan them, dude? Uh, I mean, Steel? we had to do a little bit of that. We had to do nice a little bit. Uh, what, what's that uh, Bright Eyes song? Who, who even did that Bright oh, Eyes song? Oh, well, that's a lot less old. I know. I missed it, Brad. The killers? No, 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 no. I'm oh. talking about uh, the um, turn around. Oh, yeah. Eyes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know who did that. But... Every now and then I fall <laughs> apart. <Yeah>. Ugh! <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's you're, you're not done. <laughs> I need, need you now, tonight. Na, na, na. Fucking need you, you more than, than ever. ever. Yep, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. That's for um, the that's for the listeners. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> there were a lot of different kinds of beer. There were even types of beer where you drink it through a straw. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which straws were invented a long time ago, apparently. Yeah. Pretty interesting. It's um, like because you just get a reed that like has a little bit of filtration in the middle naturally, or if right. you just dry it. Because right? some of the beers still had like hunks of plant debris and shit. Yeah. Right? They didn't like pulpy beer back then. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. Because sometimes the milling process didn't actually grind up the barley all that well, so yeah. you just have like hunks of shit. Sure. And just like chaffing. There. It's kind of gross. So you need a little bit of a straw to suck that down, right? Yeah. Grain didn't really get picked up in Northern Europe until about 4000 BCE. Right. And still in, wet. Well, so yeah, probably. Yeah. But uh, so in the uh, what what do we say? The Levant is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. So in the Levant in the Fertile <laughs> Crescent, it was dry enough that you could right. dry grain outside. Right? right. You'd wet it a little bit to malt it, and then you'd dry it. Right. But yep, still wet. Right? It's, yeah. It's wet. Yeah, it's yeah. wet up there. It's wet. In Germany. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And so they actually had to use kilns or ovens to do the drying. Right. Right. These fucking dumbass crackers couldn't figure that out <laughs> until 4,000, <laughs> dude. It took them a while. <laughs> they didn't have fire yeah, until like 200,000 years. They're like, oh, God, I wish but, I had a way to dry my barley. No one's ever said Europeans are smart. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> is, that, is that okay to say? <laughs> are we going to get in trouble? Nah, it's probably smart crackers. <laughs> i mean like between you and me there's one half a smart crack yeah that's okay. i don't think they have podcasts in europe yet so that's it's true we, we got are a, we on spotify we got another decade is it spotify like swedish <laughs> yeah. uh, don't worry about it um so uh yeah because air drying in europe would typically result in mold growth on your right. brain right and right that's right, no good right. but i thought they loved mold up there we'll put mold on anything in stinky fucks <laughs> This is the cheese episode. It's a moldy fuck. Um, but there was a really big innovation that happened in beer in right, Europe. Right. And that was when hops were added. Right. right? And so that's all the, that's still, you know. Anything good that happened in Europe with alcohol came from monks first, right? Yes. It was at the monastery Corby. Corby. And uh, that was in 822 CE. Right. Okay. And early on. Ale and beer were not necessarily the same drink. Right. Okay. Especially, I mean, we're speaking English right now. <coughs> Those words are English words. So, <laughs> just to be clear. I, I don't know why. I don't know why that's so funny. It's just like a, there's somehow like a red pill scenario where it's yeah. like, all turns out we've been speaking Hungarian this whole time. Yeah. 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 Wake up, everybody. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> this is English. Um, and so early on, ale was a term for an English beer that didn't have hops. Right. And wasn't really all that attenuated, so it was pretty heavy and sweet. Right. Like, it was like kind of thick, and it was sweet. And beer was like, oh, fancy beer imported from the Dutch. Like, right, right. So it was like considered like an un-English drink that, like, you were a dick if you were drinking beer right, for right. a while. And so it actually took a long time, right? So they were adding hops 
in 822 CE, you know, continental style. Yeah. Right? But it took until 1493 before the first beer guild was kind of incorporated in England. Commies. And for still, like, a hundred years after that, there was a lot of suspension. Uh, <laughs> suspension. There's a lot of suspicion about right. this continental drink. I mixed yeah. sus- suspicion and continental. Yes. Yeah, suspicion um, took took a long time to get over back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? There wasn't really an yeah. empirical process to weed out suspicion. Yeah. So, you know, from there on, there was a lot of refinements to beer yeah. brewing, obviously. Yeah. I mean, lockers. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we talked about a lot of those things. And then also, you know, I mean, hell, the industrial and scientific revolutions, microbiology, enzymology, yeah. all of those things have had really big impacts on beer brewing. Yeah, well, that's we... the study of Ents. Z. Hip hop trees. <laughs> <laughs> but with the field of genomics and synthetic biology ramping yeah. up in the past 40 years, we're bound to see a lot more changes to the beer brewing yeah. industry. Okay. And so that's. Well, we're going to take a break now, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about engineering yeast using all of our sexy genomic technology that we have going on now. Entomology could also be like an iced tea entomologist movie, where he's like, he's like bugs from the hood. Wow. He's like, I study bugs. Are you telling me this bug? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. The, the confused iced tea, the incredulous yeah. iced tea. Are you telling me this bug smells feet? <laughs> <laughs> Gets off on ponytails? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> the following is an actual advertisement. I was always one of those curious kids. I had the chemistry set, a microscope, a telescope. I would take my toys apart to see how they worked. And now that I'm a grown-up, I still have that huge sense of curiosity. If you too are an adult who was a curious kid, then Curiosity Cake is made for you. I'm your host, Lee Delaney. Join me as I talk to the best minds from academia and elsewhere to bring you accessible and engaging conversations across a wide range of topics with no prior knowledge required. I'll be asking questions such as, can nuclear fusion become a viable source of sustainable clean energy? Is it possible to create careers that fit our interests and personalities? And how can we know how to eat well with so much conflicting nutrition information? You can enjoy a slice of Curiosity Cake by subscribing on your favorite podcast app or via the website curiositycake.co.uk. All you need is a cup of tea and a fork. Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! I know the human being and science can just peacefully. This was their finest. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. You want to hear the new impression I've been working on? Yeah. This is my lacrosse accent. Hey! <laughs> hey, get, give me that stick! Give me that, I'm gonna get that ball! I'm, I... You gotta give me that lacrosse stick. I'm gonna do that ball. You know, I'm like from the Northeast. You know, I'm like, give me that stick. That's like my impression of a lacrosse player. Ah, Give me that stick. Yeah, give me that stick. I'm gonna hit ball. 
You're right that it is kind of amorphously northeastern. <laughs> hey! Yeah. That's that's uh, that's my impression of a lacrosse player. Because it's like, it's not really Bostonian. Yeah. It's not mid-Atlantic or anything like that. Okay, right? that's not. <laughs> not a New Yorker accent. Starting to feel like it's <laughs> uh, not a compliment. <laughs> but but it's also, it's not California. Yeah. It's got a little that's bit true. of, it's got a little bit of that stank on there. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, anyway. Uh, well, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about forest <laughs> ecosystems. <laughs> yeah, that was our episode on accents. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, so welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm, oh, we, were, we did do that, yeah, part, yeah, didn't we? Yep. Okay, well, this week, guys, we're talking about beer part three. Beer! Right? Yes, yes. Um, you've joined us already for the process of making beer, the nuances between different styles of beer, but now we're going to talk about beer, past, present, and future. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yes, indeed. Fosters the whole way through. Oh, you switched I, accents. Yeah, I think people in Australia don't actually drink Fosters. No, they hate Fosters. Yeah, isn't that, it's just funny, right? Yeah. It's funny because you would hope that that would be the same with Coors and Bud, but it's not. No, nah, people, people are crushing <laughs> Bud Lights. People crush yeah. <laughs> People are slamming that shit. It's 80 calories and a great beer. Yeah, <laughs> Fosters is like a... It's Australian for piss or yeah. something like that, right? right I think right, that's right. what it is. Anyway, all right. So yeah, so we're going to talk about the science that's kind of emerging around beer, kind of narrowing down on how we can use yeasts. And to kind of get into that, we're going to talk about the broader history of beer. What is our sexy relationship with yeast over historical time? Yeah, you did a great job, actually. Baby. That, that was a really good job. All Ooh. right, so without further ado, let's get into it. Ow. So guys, I know this is a, a visual format. Hopefully, we're gonna change that soon with some Petri dish streams. Oh on, yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Petri streams on Twitch. Yeah. But I want you guys to know that recently, Sean dressed up as Johnny Depp in the Salvage ads uh-huh. for beer. Uh-huh. You guys should watch those and then imagine Sean as that. He's dressed as a sriracha bottle today. Yes. I only say that Sean's been looking real good recently. He's knocking out of the park with his outfits. Well, the sriracha bottle one, we can post up a picture of that. The Sauvage Johnny Depp one, I think we're going to reserve a little bit. You guys got to wait. Until we're ready to drop that video. We have a video coming. And then we'll do a soft launch of the Sean Sauvage. And that's going to hard launch all our listeners, you know? We're going to blast off. We're going to blast off. A lot of tattoos. But then we're also going to slip in a pic of Nathan. Oh, yeah. In full pervert mode. That is a slippy one. Yes. And so I'm, <laughs> it's a little wet. I'm looking forward to that limp noodle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So so let's get into a brief history of beer. Beer is one of those kind of cool Neolithic-y sort of things where it actually probably came up in a couple places or at some point in the last several thousand years, right? Yeah. So I've read something interesting that was suggesting that maybe people actually began kind of domesticating grains specifically for beer right right that like you know hunter-gatherer societies versus sedentary societies is maybe a dichotomy that doesn't really exist right 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 and that like a lot of people that were kind of in areas with plentiful wild grain yeah were still able to use that grain for like flour and like to make you know different kinds of foods yeah but that really like wanting to sit down and like get your grain right was like a beer thing yeah Utterly believable, might I add. <laughs> That's like people applying common sense to yes, prehistory. Yes, exactly. you know? <laughs> yeah. But okay, so this is, we're talking Fertile crescent Jordan-Israel, although I'm also seeing the notes, Tibet, famously part of Iraq. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> well, so there is this interesting thing where, so sometime around 8,000 BCE, yeah. people in the Jordan-Israel area of the world seem to have domesticated barley. Okay? Yeah. And that maybe it spread from there everywhere else. Yeah. Barley being the primary grain in our modern beer. Right. right? But it kind of looks like some of the barley cultivars that exist in some places in Asia mm -hmm. perhaps came from Tibet. Right. And either the domestication happened in Jordan, Israel, spread to Tibet, and then did a lot of extra domestication there in Tibet before yeah. spreading, or it was a separate domestication thing. Okay. Which, again, totally possible. Right. Because right? people be loving grains. Well, and I've been reading this kind of interesting uh, book called The Dawn of Everything. Uh, in it, they talk about how there's some evidence to suggest a cosmopolitan Paleolithic culture sure. that people actually walked around a lot in our first 300,000 years and were hanging out all over kind of Eurasia and Africa. If that was the case, then you could imagine some group of bros walking over and are like, hey, bro, Tibet bro, there's this crazy thing I tried in Turkey, bro. This Turk bro, like, gave me some fuck. Well, they didn't call it Turkey at the time because Turks hadn't invaded yet. Sure. Yeah, yeah But yeah. whatever. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so there's a lot of ways you can imagine this spreading, right? Yeah. Or having autonomous emergence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the I'm sure that people did grain swaps and stuff like that. Yeah. And then maybe there's the thing where, like, Back some at Reed from... College, a lot of people did grain swaps. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, here's my quinoa. You know? Uh, and they'd be like, oh, here's the lentil. Like after the Ren Faire or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, he's usually a seed swap. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's a dirty library. Excellent. Uh, so either way, not long after 8,000 BCE yeah. or perhaps around the same time as domestication, people were turning that stuff into beer to drink. Makes sense. Okay. So from around the time that we started having writing like 3000 BCE, we started having records of beer recipes. Now was this, uh, we know lagers are pretty recent. But ales have been around for some time, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Like, are these, like, recognizable beers or ales? Or, like, are these totally different from what we have now? Well, I would say that they maybe wouldn't be all that different from some of the farmhouse-y, right. Saison-ish, especially ales that have a lot of fruit added in. Right, and, and the like wilder that. the yeasts are. Right. But the big important thing is that, like, ales, by the time ales become ales as we know it, we start to narrow down on yeasts. Uh, whereas back then we hadn't narrowed down on yeasts, right? Right, right. So we had a lot of wild yeast going on. Mm. And then probably the beers were also kind of sour, I'm guessing, because in a lot of cases they were right. just leaving it exposed right. to try to be able to get some kind of microorganisms in there to actually get things going. Mm. Early beer probably suffered from some drawbacks, right? For example, the yeast, ale yeast, Saccharomyces cerevisiae, it doesn't really like to naturally hang out on grains very much. Right. So just making a pure grain beer would not have really worked all that well. Right. And you could imagine, it's hard to imagine that people just knew how to make a mash. Like right. Just like immediately. Right, right. It probably took a little bit, especially in the form that we do it now, right? Yeah. With spreading a little bit of water on there, then yeah. drying, then well, doing the milling. And if you've read the Old Testament, you know that like someone would develop a mash, Assyrians come kill them all. Right? <laughs> someone else develops a mash, flood! That's <laughs> right? what most of the Old Testament's about. We probably invented mash like fucking 27 <laughs> times. Right? just kept getting obliterated and genocided. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the malt mash work steps of beer brewing were something that got kind of figured out over a very long right. period of time um, before it really got kind of refined. But before that, people were probably adding in sugars. Right. Right, because part of the whole point of the malt mash wort 
is to turn the starches in barley into easier carbs. Right. So let's throw in a little easier carbs just to get that shit kickstarted. Right. And happenstantially, there's some yeasts on there. Right. So like fruit juice was really popular to add in at the early stages of beer making. Yeah. And you could get that from uh, grape skins, for example, or grapes in general. I yeah. mean, skins of grapes have a lot of yeast. I mean, it still is for some people, you know. I mean, it's not common in America, but wine is drunk in some parts of the world. Oh, you know, that's I've heard juice. about wine. That's interesting. Yeah. Did the, you learn that in Europe? Uh, no, I learned it on, on Petri dish. Oh, shit. Yeah. All oh, right. We there, did an episode. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a girl who came to the bar who was like, do you have apple cider? And I was like, get out. Get the <laughs> f*** out. But, um, but you know, that's, that's another fruit juice that's fermented. Yes, and apple ciders are actually very, very popular on the east coast of America. Right, much truer to the American tradition. Johnny yeah. Applecum, you know, like he, yeah. he planted the whole world with his seed and made hard ciders. Yeah, fuck that guy, though. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with Johnny Appleseed? No, I like him. I'm just oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is the woke left told you? Cancer culture gets Johnny uh, Appleseed. No, but in any case, yeah, so, so fruit juice, also honey, dates were a really good source of both sweetness and yeast on the skin. Dates, right, right, right. And sometimes the yeast source could actually be from sourdough bread. Right. So you could actually use the grains to make a bread, right? Okay. And then you could tear up that bread into pieces and kind of dunk that in to help make beer. From sure. That. The original French onion soup. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. It gets kind of stinky. Yeah. In there. Um, so, you know, beer underwent a lot of changes through the years. And I mean, like, that's very clear from loggers on, but right. even from like 3000 BCE to 500 BCE. Right, types of beer proliferate. Right, and like if we just look at Babylon. Yeah. Right, they went from like nine different classes of beer to like 70 different types of beer over that, yeah. you know, couple thousand yeah. year period. Drive west from Nardark past <laughs> Earth. <laughs> oh, you're so clever. <laughs> Turn that Luton flute down. Wow, Nathan, you're so learned. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like it when you use your learnedness and mix it I with know, Steely Dan. My, my Steely Dan and, <laughs> and early Mesopotamia edition. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, while we were eating all the potluck food today at work, uh, we suddenly started discussing Hall and Oates. Yeah. I think one of the older people was like talking about how they went to a Hall and Oates concert once. Yeah. And then it was just like, it was just a mess. From that <laughs> because it was like, it's like, have you heard of this old band? It's like, oh, have you heard of this old band? It's like, oh man, what about Steely Dan? I was about to say, did you, did you Dan them, dude? Uh, I mean, you know, we had to do a little bit of that. We had to do nice a little bit. Uh, what, what's that? Uh, Bright Eyes song? Who, who even did that? Bright Eyes. Oh, song? that's a lot less old. I know. I missed it, Brad. The killers? no, 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 no. I'm oh. talking about uh, the um, turn around. Oh yeah. Eyes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who did that. But ever now and then I fall <laughs> apart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's you're, you're not done. <laughs> I need you now, tonight. Na, na, na. Fucking need you, you more, more than, than ever. ever. Yep, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, for um, the, that's for the listeners. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> there were a lot of different kinds of beer. There were even types of beer where you drink it through a straw. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which straws were invented a long time ago, apparently. Yeah. Pretty interesting. It's um, like because you just get a reed that like has a little bit of filtration in the middle naturally. Everything's right. Dry. It, because right? some of the beers still had like hunks of plant debris and shit. Yeah. Right? They didn't like pulpy beer back then. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. Because sometimes the milling process didn't actually grind up the barley all that well, so yeah. you just have like hunks of shit. Sure. And just like chaff in there. It's kind of gross. So you need a little bit of a straw to suck that down, right? Yeah. 
grain didn't really get picked up in Northern Europe until about 4000 BCE. Right. And it's too in, wet. Well, so, yeah, probably. Yeah. But uh, so in the, uh, what, what do we say? The Levant? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. So in the Levant, in the Fertile <laughs> Crescent, it was dry enough that you could right. dry grain outside, right? right? You'd wet it a little bit to malt it, and then you'd dry it, right? But yeah, it's too wet. Right? It's, yeah. It's wet. Yeah, it's yeah. wet up there. It's wet. In Germany. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And so they actually had to use kilns or ovens to do the drying. Right. Right? These fucking dumbass crackers couldn't figure that out <laughs> until 4,000, <laughs> dude. It took them a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't have fire yeah, until like... 200,000 years. They're like, oh, God. I wish but, I had a way to dry my barley. No one's ever said Europeans are smart. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Is that okay to say? <laughs> are we going to get in trouble? Nah, it's funny. Smart crackers. <laughs> i mean like between you and me there's one half a smart crack yeah it's okay. i don't think they have podcasts in europe yet so that's it's, true we, we got are we on spotify <laughs> we got another decade is it spotify like swedish <laughs> uh, don't worry about it um so uh yeah because air drying in europe would typically result in mold growth on your right. brain right, right and that's right, no good right. but i thought they loved mold up there but put mold on anything and stinky fucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, this give me, this give isn't the cheese episode. Yeah, about you. It's a moldy fuck. Um, but there was a really big innovation that happened in beer in right. Europe, right? And that was when hops were added, right? right? And so that's all. The, that's still you anything know. good that happened in Europe with alcohol came from monks first, right? Yes, it was at the monastery Corby. Corby, and uh, that was in 822 CE, right? Okay, and early on. Ale and beer were not necessarily the same drink. Right. Okay. Especially, I mean, we're speaking English right now. <coughs> Those words are English words. So, <laughs> just to be clear. I, I don't know why. I don't know why that's so funny. It's just like a, there's somehow like a red pill scenario where it's yeah. like, all, it turns out we've been speaking Hungarian this whole time. Yeah. 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 Wake up, everybody. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> this is English. Um, and so early on, ale was a term for an English beer that didn't have hops. Right. And wasn't really all that attenuated, so it was pretty heavy and sweet. Right. Like, it was like kind Gross. of thick, and it was sweet. And beer was like, oh, fancy beer imported from the Dutch. Like, right, right. So it was like considered like an un-English drink that, like, you were a dick if you were drinking beer right, for right. a while. And so it actually took a long time, right? So they were adding hops in 822 CE, you know, continental style. Yeah. Right? But it took until 1493 before the first beer guild was kind of incorporated in England. Commies. And for still, like, a hundred years after that, there was a lot of suspensional. Uh, <laughs> suspension. There's a lot of suspicion about right. this continental drink. I mixed yeah. sus- suspicion and continental. Yes. Yeah, suspicion um, took took a long time to get over back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? There wasn't really an empirical yeah. process to weed out suspicion. Yeah. So, you know, from there on, there was a lot of refinements to beer yeah. brewing, obviously. Yeah. I mean, lagers. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we talked about a lot of those things. And then also, you know, I mean, hell, the industrial and scientific revolutions, microbiology, enzymology, yeah. all of those things have had really big impacts on beer brewing. Yeah, well, that's we... the study of Ents. Z. <laughs> it's a hip hop Enzymology. Hip hop trees. <laughs> but with the field of genomics and synthetic biology ramping yeah. up in the past 40 years, we're bound to see a lot more changes to the beer brewing yeah. industry. Okay. And so that's what we're going to take a break now. Yeah. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about engineering yeast using all of our sexy genomic technology that we have going on now. Entomology could also be like an iced tea entomologist movie where he's oh. like, he's like bugs from the hood. 
You wow. Know? And he likes to, yeah. And he, he's like, I study bugs. Are you telling me this bug? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. The, the confused iced tea, the incredulous yeah. iced tea. Are you telling me this bug smells feet? <laughs> <laughs> Gets off on ponytails? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, let's take a break. <laughs> hey, was it on um, Rick and Morty? You remember the iced tea episode where he's like a shard of ice? Yeah. Was that actually iced tea or just someone doing an iced tea? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if Ice-T would take kindly upon some of the lives that he But at the same time, maybe he's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, he's got it, right? He's Ice-T. <laughs> I mean, he's got to look at those scripts for SVU and be like, I have a great sense of humor. <laughs> oh, man, though. Uh, Ice-T being surprised about anything, yeah. I would watch that. Yeah, I totally. really would. Totally. It would be amazing. Okay, so yeah, so let's engineer yeast. Okay, so hippies, get out of this segment. We're going to engineer your yeast. Oh, yeah. I will mention that in most papers where they talk about engineering yeast for beer brewing purposes, they'll have some paragraph being like, we know people might not want to drink beer that's got engineered yeast or whatever. I want that. Yeah, which is like, go f*** yourself. Give me that beer. I'm about GMYs, baby. I want it in my mouth. Anyway. Science um, brew. The thing about yeast is they are engineered all the time in labs. Right. Okay, and we've Yeasts are very useful. We've discussed this, I think, in our fungi episode, right? Yeah. Yeast are excellent model organisms for studying eukaryotes, and we've been genetically engineering them ever since we, like, basically started genetically engineering stuff. So, like, we've been working on them for a very long time. We've got a lot of tools and expertise for being able to fuck around with yeast. It's kind of surprising we didn't just do a standalone yeast episode, you know, ranging from yeast infections all the way to, like, uh, yeasts for foods. Yeah, I mean, in the fungus the people episode... want a yeast infection episode. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I thought you were going to stop me harder nah, on when I said yeast infection. Nah, that was okay. That was okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't that mad about it. Yeah. Uh, we were actually going to do a yeast infection episode. Oh. That's on the list of episodes. Oh, but shit. One we, of these days. We keep on having new episode ideas. We've been busy. There's a lot of science. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who and, knew, man? Two years in. <laughs> science keeps happening, apparently. <laughs> happening. I did think that we would run out of steam... Way earlier than now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we I ran out of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, uh, that one hurts a little bit. Anyway, um, so... When you told me there are still some people who listen, I was like, that's good. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was just like, fun time with Stacey, Nate, and Sean. You know? Well, it is kind of that, but we've yeah. been coasting at like a pretty equal level for a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You'll never know. <laughs> yeah. anyway. You're, you stay listening. Um, okay. Since yeast are so important for beer brewing, there are several groups that have been trying different stuff to engineer yeast to do interesting things. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, one group performed what's called evolutionary engineering on lager yeast to try to find some that can metabolize maltotriose faster. They put in frog DNA... And then the yeast... (laughs) Yeast came alive and turned to Forrest Whitaker and ate them all. Well, yeast is already alive. Yeah, that's, that's true. my only objection to but, what you just but, said. But bigger, <laughs> he's got big. <laughs> I only had one objection. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maltotriose is one of the many, many fermentable sugars that are present in the wort. Yeah. Okay. It's often the second most abundant sugar. Mm. It's about twenty percent of the sugar. It's behind uh, maltose at sixty percent. Yeah. And ahead of glucose, which is at ten percent. Okay. Okay. So basically. You know, that's after the starches have been broken down, right? Maltotriose is a really common sugar that's in there, right? There's a lot of yeast strains that don't eat maltotriose at all. 
Okay. Okay, so there's a lot of that sugar that's just kind of getting wasted there. Right, right. Because none of the yeast are eating it. Typically, lager yeast get around to it eventually. Okay. Mm-hmm. But only after they've eaten a lot of the other options. So if we tweaked that yeast a little bit, we could eat that faster and actually get our lagers done faster. Right, exactly. So basically, they grew some lager yeast, and then they put them into an environment where most of the food was maltotriose. Mm. Reasoning that if a mutant yeast got really good at eating the maltotriose, it would start to outcompete the other yeast. Nice. Right? And so after 130 generations of yeast, Jesus. they started seeing improved kinetics. For the maltotriose uptake by those yeast. And that was translated to lower leftover sugars in the beer that was brewed by the yeast. Mm. So it was kind of a drier beer. Okay. Faster. There's also groups that are working on engineering yeast to change the levels of oft flavors that can be produced, right? Because there's like there's like lots of different weirdo flavors that can pop up. Right. You know, if you're doing the... Don't we sometimes like weirdo flavors? I guess we're talking about, like, really weirdo flavors. Like, it tastes like zinc or something, and you don't want that. Yeah, or, like, sometimes uh, beers can have, like, kind of a little bit of a sulfury kind of scent to it if it's been brewed a okay. little wrong. don't like that. Right, so you can get rid of some of those flavors. Yeah. Has um, anyone ever made a durian beer? Because like Stacy's finally getting into beer. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> this 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 hoe just like fucking cannot stop being durian. I think it's got to be guaranteed someone's made a durian beer, right? Someone's whoopsied with like a barrel of durian sometime in Southeast Asia. God, that's going to be stinky though. Yeah. Oh my God, that's going to be stinky. Did I tell you that like I was working at Vinovolo one night and um, my coworker was like, Hey, is that is, something smells like trash, doesn't it? It's probably jet fuel. And Andre like comes out and he whiffs and he's like, that smells like durian. And then he tells me, and I walk over to where he is, and sure enough, bah, hits you like a wall, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, that's stirring. So I walk out, and sure enough, dude, there's some crazy hoe who's just like eating a pack of expensive durian in the corner by herself. And I look at her, and she looks at me. Durian in a public place is like straight up illegal in some countries, right? Yeah. Uh, she's lucky Americans don't know what the fuck is happening. They just smell shit. Yeah. And I look at her. She looks at me, and I was like, is that durian? And she looks at me, and she nods her head. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I yeah. walked back and I just let her think she had broken a rule. Yeah. Because I was so offended yeah. that someone would break open a durian in a fucking airport. It's almost a hate crime. It's cruel, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and people know what they did. You know what I mean? She, you don't, you her don't face, eat, dude, she fucking yeah, knew. Yeah, you don't eat durian not knowing what it does to the environment. Yeah, you know, it's around, like when like someone turns you. on the, 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 whatever the beam lights are on their car. Yeah, the They know beams. they're blinding everybody. Right, <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. Agreed. But unlike with durian, like, you know, high beams, sometimes you can accidentally turn on. Yeah. Durian. You don't you accidentally to, open durian in You had to explicitly <laughs> obtain durian and open it. You know what I mean? Like, that had to, like. So fucking rude, dude. I couldn't <laughs> believe it, man. <laughs> I swear to God, she looked at me and she was like, are you telling the cops? <laughs> <laughs> she was, like, busted. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well anyway. yeah. But, you know, so, so, yes, durian smell would be an off flavor in beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, an and, off flavor in my house. Hold, man. So they're trying to engineer yeast to not do that. Yeah. Okay. But they're also trying to engineer some yeast to not produce ethanol to make oh. alcohol-free beer. Oh. Like the idea would be you'd still hmm. have a wart and the yeast would still use up those sugars. Oh. Maybe make some carbonation. Maybe make That's a lot insane. of the other flavors in beer, yeah. but not the alcohol. You know, if there was a beer, like a stout that tasted as good as a normal stout was alcohol-free, I would totally drink it. Because yeah. I like the flavor of those things. Right. I'm like a reverse alcoholic. Right. But you can't get that really, right? right. In a lot of cases, non-alcoholic beer 
are either brewed for a really short period of time to right. try to convert some of the sugars but not get very much alcohol and right. then you stop it. Or you try to remove the alcohol some way after the brewing process is right. done. But right now, alcohol-free beer sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, at the very least, they can't actually recapitulate what right. regular they beer is. They have to be different. But this group, you know, they're trying to make these yeast so that they don't make the alcohol at all in the first place. Okay. But keep all of their other metabolic pathways to make all the other flavors. I hope they're not branded too hipster too quick because I don't want to be embarrassed to buy it. You know, like, mm. I want to be able to just get some and not be judged by beer friends, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. What kind of, what would make it okay for you to do it? I mean, if it just like, if it just looked exactly like an Allagash, mm -hmm. but at the bottom in tiny print, it was like, no alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. GMO alcohol free beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, tiniest print possible. All right. I yeah. like that. Um, so then we got this other group. Okay. Nice. They engineered Saccharomyces cerevisiae yeast to produce more terpenes, mm. like linalool like. and uh, geranium. Right, we want to taste and smell more like weed. Well, hops are related to right. weed, right? And so actually what we're trying to do is we're trying to get that hoppy flavor right. without adding hops. Right, because hops are a bitch. Yeah, so like hops are annoying to grow and they can be pretty inconsistent in terms of their essential oil production. Yeah. Which sometimes they get around by like mixing batches of hops together. Right. Trying to like get But that's annoying. You'd prefer a consistent product. Right. And so, you know, in this case, they shoved four genes into the yeast genome. Yeah. So that they had some of the enzymes required to make some of these terpenes. And they saw that when they made beer at kind of a scaled up size with this yeast, it tasted a little, a little hoppy. There's a little bit of hoppy flavor. You know, I think all these drunk nerds should really go in on it together and like really just embrace it. Their brand should just be called Science Beer. I'd, I would drink science beer. Yeah, and just be like forthright about it and be like, look, this is science beer. It's not smart beer. Okay, beer makes you dumber. What sure, are you going to do? Sure. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's science beer. This is made with modern scientific methods, baby. Yeah. No bullshit. I would straight up drink that shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Or the brand should be genetically modified beer. I'd I be into that. that I would too. seriously. It's just longer. I'm, yeah, but... It, I mean, some beer names are really fucking long, so I, I don't true. think that that's, that's, true. that's that bad. Yeah, you know, one of the things I will say just about this specific yeast, they made two different terpenes. Hops obviously has a shitload of terpenes of many different kinds, not just linalool. Uh, linalool. Oh, yeah. God, that's hard. Linalool. Linalool. Linalool, I'm right. And uh, geraniol. Not just those two, right? Yeah. So this didn't have the full bouquet of flavors you get yeah. when you, like, actually hop a beer, but... Still, it was pretty cool that they managed to do this. Linalool and Geranol sounds like if Maya Rudolph and Nick Kroll did like that Brooklyn routine that Nick Kroll does with John Mulaney. Mm -hmm. Like those would be their characters. Yeah. Maya Rudolph would be Linalool <laughs> and he would be uh, Geranol. <laughs> See, like you're not even, I put so much effort into saying that yeah. and you sound just as good. You gotta, you gotta Linalool. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta drunk tongue it. Oh, He's oh, a oh, drunk oh, tongue. Yeah, you gotta oh, it's the oh, word. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cherry boy. <laughs> All right, uh, okay, well, that's the end of the episode, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I Damn. mean, there, there's, a lot it, huh? of, there's a lot of genetic engineering that right. is happening. There's a lot of genetic we, we actually, engineering. We talked about one, I think, last episode when we were yeah. talking about sours. Yeah. Where actually they're trying to find strains of yeast and then maybe genetically engineer them a little yeah. bit. 
so that they can not have any bacteria in the process of making sours. Nice. You'd basically just brew a beer like normal, except instead of just using one kind of yeast, you'd maybe use a combo of yeasts. Mm. But then at the end, your end product would be sour. It would have That's both cool. lactic acid and acetic acid. Well, let's go. Let's get out of here. We already know our beers now. We're right. done, baby. We're done with beer. Yeah. So hopefully after listening to these past three episodes, now you're allowed to drink beer. Yeah, that's I true. I think you've just earned your beer license. That's true. From the state of, well, I mean, we're in Kentucky. California. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have to, it's the constitution. All right, they got to honor it. Uh, every state. <laughs> uh, there's a, you think, um, what was I about to say about that? You know how Let's Go Brandon is like a, like a secret term for QAnon stuff? <laughs> yeah, um, apparently. I feel like they should reduce it to just Let's Go. <laughs> so just like you wear a Let's Go hat and everyone's like, oh, QAnon. <laughs> and like, it's like how Apple now is like a proprietary thing. It's like you can't type in Apple and it's just Apples. It's like a fucking company. Yeah. You should type in Let's Go and it brings you up like QAnon stuff. Dude, that's going to be, that's like a combination of sad and genius because there's a <laughs> let's go is a pokemon brand of games right right right, right. there's like let's go eevee and let's yeah. go pikachu nice and it's gonna be a bummer if it's also like let's go eevee yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, the capital. Exactly, yeah exactly but now when kids are searching for let's go eevee it'll be like let's go brandon let's yeah, go yeah, eevee, yeah, let's yeah. go pikachu <laughs> yeah, so yeah that's just a, fuck joe biden <laughs> yeah exactly that's a bummer dude uh what are you gonna do live in the darkest timeline yeah, that's great. What did that have to do with what I was talking about? Because <laughs> uh, I was just thinking, let's go, Sean. And so I just said, let's go. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so that's I could great. then introduce okay. this concept. Okay. Well, uh, yep, everyone, thanks for sticking around for our yeah. three-parter on beer. Nice. Let's say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, for art. Uh, thank you, Street Griff, for an undisclosed thing that we're going to release soon, guys. Anticipation. Yeah, Courtney, Street Griff, Andy. Yeah, there, was, Andy. there was a lot of people involved. A lot of collaborators. In Mom. Hopefully. Lone the dog. Hopefully we can get her in. Yeah, yeah. wait. Okay. Was, was Scout in the video? I don't think so. No, thank you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, she didn't sign that contract. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, uh, we have an email address, petridishpod at gmail.com. We have a Twitter account, at dishpodcast. You can reach us at either one of those. Nice. You can also give us a dollar a month or more oh, at patreon.com slash petridish. Christmas is coming. You can get okay. early episodes. Santa baby, come down my sleigh. Uh, chimney. Okay. <laughs> That's you know, great. I was re-listening to that song, and it was, a, it was a uniquely sexual version of that song, too. It was at the bar, and it was like, Santa baby, won't you come and fuck in my chimney? Wow. Yeah, and it was like, this song's crazy. <laughs> 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 this song is fucking bonkers. Dude. It's definitely gotten a little bit crazier. I don't remember the, quite those lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, because every iteration, I've, I feel like, because the first version I heard was like, Santa baby, won't you come and do my chimney? Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. like it's like just kind of it's not innocent because it's like clearly about well, fucking yeah but like but, that that was that was racy in the 1950s yeah. but every new artist is like now just like santa baby mm-hmm. yeah won't you come in my chimney <laughs> tonight <Yeah. laughs> anyone want to dance <laughs> it's yeah. just like really crazy yeah i like that last one that was very <laughs> yeah. sexy yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> put your lips together and blow we gotta we gotta end this podcast because i'm getting a little <laughs> getting a little verklempt over here we gotta, we gotta calm me down it's coming and going and going and coming <laughs> always too soon all right yeah. all right well we'll see you all next merry time. christmas guys what (laughs) (laughs) mary uh uh uh, have a good thanksgiving coming up sure if you're american yeah that's true if you're something else then you just come to america just keep being alive how about that that's That's true keep keeping (laughs) all right talk to you later bye
Just today.